Welcome to the Brute Strength Podcast, bringing you worldwide experts from all areas of health and fitness. We cover training, nutrition, coaching, and mindset. Welcome your host, strength and conditioning coach, 2012 and 2013 CrossFit Games champ, Michael Cashew. Mind. Body. Brute. Hey, before we get this show started, let me quickly tell you about a program that we just launched called Outside the Box. When we first started Brute, we simply served people that wanted to train for and compete at the CrossFit regionals and games. Pretty quickly, we transitioned to also working with people that wanted to compete in the open, people that just wanted to look better naked, people that wanted to compete in weightlifting, as well as a host of other goals. About a year and a half, we started hearing more and more from members and former members that their priorities were shifting, that their goals were shifting. They wanted to focus more on their relationships, on their careers, on new hobbies, and they didn't have the same desire. They didn't have the time or the means to train for an hour or two or three or four like they did when they first signed up with us. So we created this program with them in mind. Outside the Box is a 30-minute-a-day program for five days a week, and it requires minimal equipment. There are three different tiers. The first tier requires only a set of dumbbells, and each, each higher level requires more and more equipment. So whatever you have, we've got something for you. At Brute, we really, we really pride ourselves in bringing together experts in every area of the sport of fitness. And so when we were thinking about creating this program, we realized that we didn't have anyone that was an expert in general physical preparedness. So we had to go out and find that person. That's when we decided to team up with the founders of Warm Up and Workout, Pat and Taz Barber. Pat has been a... CrossFit level one and level two instructor, uh, as well as a flow master for years. And I've seen the level of programming that he and his wife have created for their company warm up and workout. And I can say without reservation that these guys get it better than anyone on the planet. So we found our experts, we created our program and it's ready to roll. If you're the type of person that really takes his or her fitness seriously, but you also want to have the time to focus on your careers, your relationships, your personal health, and you don't want to spend hours and hours in the gym anymore, then this program is for you. If you want variety in your programming, if you want to know that you're going to continue getting fitter without having to put in the same amount of time that you're used to as a high-level competitor, then this program is for you. If you're interested, you can find out more at outsidethebox.fit. This week, I've got my wife, Adi, back on the show. Adi is the CEO and founder of Working Against Gravity, which is a nutrition coaching company that I also work in. And on today's episode, we talk all about her personal experience in nutrition over the past several years. <clears throat> she posted to Instagram earlier this morning a side-by-side -side picture of herself, one being in 2014, her weighing 142 pounds and shredded, and the other was her a few days ago weighing 142 pounds and shredded. The interesting thing about these two pictures is that she's following two completely different diets in the two pictures. 
And so for the majority of the episode, she shares a story that she's really never shared publicly before, which is her struggles over the past year, past few years, finding something that she can actually stick to in this new phase of her life. She went from being a very competitive, driven athlete to moving into uh, focusing more on her business. And she talks all about her normal human struggles in nutrition and how she eventually found something that works for her. What I find, what I think is most valuable for any of you listening is the way that she goes about, the way that she's gone about finding what works for her. Because at the end of the day, all of us are just trying to find something that we can stick to um, for a long period of time rather than just sticking to a diet for 10 weeks and then failing, right? We want to find something that can really become a part of our lives. And in this episode, she really walks us through how to do that. So without further ado, Adi Cashew. Welcome back to the show, babe. Thanks. It's been too long. It's always my favorite podcast to be on. Oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> <laughs> so we met in 2015 and you were about as lean as you had ever been. You were completely shredded. You just posted a picture yesterday and you look about exactly the same. And yet you're doing two completely different diets. Mm -hmm. So I want to I want to get into like where you're at now. But before we get into that, can you kind of take us through what the last few years have been like for you personally in terms of your nutrition? Yeah, I've uh, I've probably never talked about this on a podcast or I mean, we've talked about it a lot. But in 2016, I competed at the Canadian Senior Nationals in weightlifting. I won a bronze medal. And for me, that kind of felt like the completion of a chapter in my life. Um, WAG was taking off and it was taking up more and more of my time. And not just it was taking more and more of my time of like a burden. I wanted it to take more up more and more of my time. And getting the opportunity to coach elite level athletes, I saw the amount of work it was going to take for me to win nationals. Um, and I will be completely honest, I didn't want to do that much work. I didn't want to train that hard. I didn't want to spend that much time in the gym. I didn't want to have to revolve my life around it anymore. And I felt satisfied with winning a bronze medal. And I was really happy with that. Um, I thought it was going to be like peachy keen from there and going into regular life after that, uh, it was like a huge shift for me. I'm going from, you know, almost six years of training 20 hours a week plus, um, dedicating my life, like tracking all of my food, um, being really diligent with checking in with my coach. I had someone telling me what my workouts were supposed to be, what I was supposed to eat. I basically had like a lot of my life uh, decisions made for me. And going from that to Working from home, running your own company, making all of those decisions, now having to make all of my own exercise decisions, and also going through this like identity crisis of if I'm not an athlete anymore, then why do I even exercise? Like I only know how to train. I don't know how to exercise. And I went through this really, I don't know if you want to call it a dark time. Maybe it was a dark time. I was definitely had like 
moments of feeling like I was depressed or feeling like I just had no motivation to do all the things I knew that I wanted to do, like no motivation to work or no motivation to hang out with friends or I didn't, I didn't want to exercise anymore. I didn't want to give a shit about what I was putting in my mouth. Like I just didn't want to care anymore. Um, and I, I went through some, a pretty hard time until, I don't know, probably until the beginning of 2018 when I was like, okay, like, you know, this is, this is not cool. Um, and then like, I mean, I could talk about that forever. I can go deep into that of like, I own this nutrition coaching company and like, yeah, what was that like? Like you're the, you're the macro gypsy. You're (laughs) you're supposed to have this thing figured out if anyone is. So what, what was going on? Yeah. I mean, part of me felt like a complete fraud, like how I I even got off social media for a long time. Like I just stopped posting on social media. Um, I only posted like, I don't know, once a month when I would, I was doing a lot more like personal development type work instead of working on the outside. Like I was trying to figure out like who am I and what do I want in my life and what makes me happy and what makes me feel fulfilled and what types of problems keep showing up in my life when I don't have, you know, exercise to distract me or training to distract me or, you know, I don't have tracking my food to give me validation. Like how do I make myself happy regardless of all of that? So I think I took a lot of time away from sharing my life because I was doing a lot of work on my own. Um and this is the first time I've ever, you know, talked about it. It's like it makes me kind of emotional thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I felt like a total fraud for that aspect of my life being not 100% dialed in. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I wasn't like I didn't gain 30 pounds and like not fit into my clothes anymore or like, you know, completely stop exercising altogether. It was still top of mind. And mm-hmm. I was still – more yeah, you still worked out more than the average person for sure, and mm-hmm. you ate a you ate healthier than ninety nine percent of people. You just weren't living up to the standards that you had set for yourself. Right, exactly. And and in that moment, it wasn't like I wasn't trying. Like I was definitely trying. I just was going to this new phase of life where the type of nutrition style that I was using before didn't work for me anymore. And it wasn't something that I could be consistent with. And when we talk about at Working Against Gravity is finding the kind of nutrition program that works for you. Like the kind of thing that you can get up every single day and you love the way that you're eating. And that's, it makes it just like the way that you eat Mm -hmm. instead of a diet that you follow. And at that point, this drastic change that I made from tracking all of my food, being super diligent about eating around training and like people making these choices for me, like going to now not being sure what I wanted to do. Um, I had to spend the next year and a half figuring out like which nutrition program was going to be the one that I could be consistent with because I didn't know. I didn't know at the time. So I kept trying. I mean, you know, I went like five weeks with tracking my stuff and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Or I would um, create some other type of principle that I would follow. Like maybe I would only have um, – I wasn't, we went, we did no sugar for a couple of months, mm-hmm. you and I, we did like no sugar I for five, five months when I did regionals. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we did no sugar for five months. So I was trying like all of these different things, like trying to find what is it that I'm going to be consistent with. And I, I just kept trying and trying and trying. And now in retrospect, I feel like it's exactly the opposite of being a fraud. Like it's exactly what I want our members to do. It's exactly what I want every single person who joins Working Against Gravity to do is even when you're going through a really hard time or when 
it seems like nothing is working for you or you can't stick to anything, just to keep trying and don't just try the same thing over and over again. Try different things. Talk to people, have resources that you can turn to and search for other ways that you can start making progress. Um, I just, it's kind of a shame that I didn't realize that in the moment, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm a human being and I was overwhelmed by all of the motions and things going on in my life. So I didn't have the, um, clarity at the time. Oh, that is badass. And I've never, <laughs> I've never heard you. I think you just came to that realization in the past few days. Cause I haven't heard you say that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just having compassion for yourself struggling over the past few years. So mm-hmm. it's really cool to see that. Thanks for sharing. So now we're going on nine weeks of a keto experiment Mm -hmm. and you're fucking destroying (laughs) it. You are, you are crushing your nutrition so much. Um, It's really, it's, it's been really inspiring and it's also so awesome to see you so happy and so just feeling like you have self-control and confidence around your nutrition. So peel back the onion a little bit what what's going on that is working so well for you in this stage of your life yeah i think if i went back like six months before the keto experiment so that happened started in january of 2019 and probably six months before so like summer of 2018 you and i went to burning man there is a brute strength podcast episode about burning man and i think i can track all of the changes to that um But that experience like really motivated me to be more intentional about my life. And I started making steps in a better direction to being more consistent with my nutrition and exercise after that. Mm -hmm. So after that, I started the um, 30 minutes of movement a day challenge for 180 days. I have to do 30 minutes of movement a day. If I don't do it, I have to run a marathon, which sucks. And I don't want to run a marathon, so I'm not going to miss it. And you're um, and on day like what, 160 almost, almost? I think I'm like 160 or 161 right nice. now. So I'm almost done. Nice. But I don't think I'm going to stop. Like right. I, this is like now become a part of who I want to be. Um, I want to be the kind of person that at least moves for 30 minutes every day. And mm-hmm. that, and when people are like, you need a rest day. I mean, this means like I could walk the dog for mm-hmm. 30 minutes or walk with Michael for 30 minutes or do 30 minutes of yoga. It's, it's not just like CrossFit for 30 minutes. I do a lot of dancing too. So that counts for me. Um, So I think that started and that started like not being so focused on my nutrition and just doing 30 minutes of movement a day like naturally made me more disciplined with my nutrition and like there's so much less pressure for me. Um, And then I started becoming a little bit more disciplined. And then in January, we knew we wanted to offer keto to our members. So in January, I was like, okay, we're not going to do this unless you and I test this for ourselves and we take this seriously. And For me, I love external accountability. Like I love when other people are counting on me or or care about like checking up on my results and seeing how I do. Like I really love that. Um, it it really motivates me. And so it made the beginning of this experiment really easy to be compliant for me. The adherence to the program was so high and it allowed me to get really good results right away. Mm-hmm. And I also think like at this point in my life, um, this is just 
like we talk about finding the type of nutrition program that works for you in the most difficult of circumstances, at this point in my life, I think this style of eating, maybe not exactly keto and caring about being in ketosis or like what that is, but this style of eating, meaning higher fat, lower carb, um, I'm not eating as many processed foods, I'm not having almost any sugar, um, and that's just like what I focus on, um, that is... I think right now at this point in my life is is the right program for me. So before we did this experiment, before we started playing around with creating the keto program, you were pretty anti-keto. Why do you think that is? Oh, I think that I am immediately resistant when any, anybody's like extreme. Like I try, I laugh with you and I call myself the neutralizer. I don't love being polarizing. Um, I really don't believe there is like one right way or one wrong way. I think I don't think anyone created a diet arbitrarily that didn't work for someone. And if it worked for someone, then it could work for you if you actually follow it. It might not be right for you, but it could work for you. Um, so when I when I heard keto at the beginning, like it seemed really extreme from the from far. Like when you look at it from far, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so much fat. How could that be healthy? Oh my gosh, I, all I would eat is dairy and bacon all day. Right. Like, and when you say far, you just mean without actually experiencing it, right? Without actually experiencing it or doing enough research on it myself mm -hmm. from people who actually know what it is they're talking about. Right. So I was hearing a lot of like, if you just Google it and you go to like The Onion, you know, or like some some random blog that's like talking about it with no scientific references at all and they're just like saying what they've heard um, sec like by secondhand, mm -hmm. um, then that's what I was reading kind of and I was hearing like all this stuff on social media and it just seemed really extreme. And I think when people decide to like park in a camp, they go hardcore and they're like, keto is the answer. Like we're curing cancer and Alzheimer's and like all of these crazy statements. And I just like immediately, um, without like too quick, like way too quick to judge. I was way too quick to have a judgment and be like, no way. Like this is so stupid. Like this is too extreme. It's such a fad. Like totally. I wanted to hate it. A hundred percent. I wanted to hate it for sure. So what changed? Um, we met Anthony Gustin from Perfect Keto, and I remember meeting him and being like, he's kind of a cool guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you met him, and you were like, he's definitely a cool guy. And I mean, whenever you tell me someone's cool, I'm like, he's probably cool. So when I met him, he is a really cool guy, and he takes his health very seriously, and he operates in a way that's super similar to me, like takes things very seriously, does his research, makes sure he's he's trying to do the right thing with all the information that he has available to him and the way that he was living his life appealed to me and just just a little context guys anthony owns a company called perfect keto i did an episode with him very, uh, i did a couple with him uh one on keto and another on the carnivore diet as well as like productivity and stuff like that so just so you know who she's talking about yeah so um and then I started like having conversations with him about it and it it really, it helped me see it from closer, like from closer up. It's kind of like, you know, when you have a project that you want to do and like before you even start the project, it seems so overwhelming and you're like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even possibly get this done. But then when you take the first step, like, oh, this isn't so bad. So once it was kind of like taking the first step of learning about it. And once I took that first step, I realized this isn't really that bad. And then once I started doing it myself, and 
seeing like what I'm actually eating in a day. And for anybody who's listening, I post um, a day of eating on my Instagram. Like you can see like the meals that I'm actually eating in a day. Once you actually see that, you're like, oh wait, this isn't just bacon and cheese all day. Like this isn't just, you know, keto baked goods or like it's not, it's not what you, what the extreme haters think it is. Um, So that's what changed for me. So you always used to pride yourself on offering one thing for one price mm-hmm. and really reveling in that simplicity. What was the impetus for starting something new and offering offering this program, offering the pregnancy program and starting to do more things? What was the thought behind that? Um, I don't totally consider these being new things. Um, if we're going to like, we do have some offerings now that are new things. Um, but in terms of the pregnancy program and the keto program, and like maybe one day we'll do a plant-based program or all sorts of different types of things, which we can support vegans, vegetarians already, but I'm just talking about like education for those people. Um, I don't totally consider it new things, but my, the impetus for offering pregnancy was once we got educated enough and felt comfortable enough, I was like the guaranteed. Like I wanted to do that from the beginning. I wanted, I always wanted to help women who are pregnant. I just didn't feel confident without having um, BirthFit paired with us. And now that we work with BirthFit, um, which is a company that's amazing and they've been doing amazing work with women who are pregnant, um, I felt more comfortable that we were doing right by these people. And I didn't want to, I mean, that's such a vulnerable time of life. Like I don't want, I mean, I, you know how important like pregnancy is to me and children and being a mother. And I don't want to ruin that experience for somebody else. So I didn't feel confident enough until we did the appropriate amount of research um, and had the support. Um, With keto, the impetus for starting that was we say we are the nutrition program that helps you find what fits your lifestyle. And there, I kept hearing over and over again, like people were finding results this way and people were, this was so much easier for them to follow. And it's not, that's not for everybody, but there's a lot of people that this really works really well for and not offering it felt in my heart. Like we weren't living up to what we say we do. Like, okay, you can find any nutrition program that works for you except for this one. And that just didn't feel right to me, especially when there's so many people that are like getting results from this. And then we did the research and realized that, you know, and did it ourselves and realized that it's really not as crazy as we thought it was. And that was just, I felt like it was the right thing to do. How did the coaches take it? At first, I mean, at first everyone had the same reaction as me, like from far, it's scary. From far, it's scary. They didn't know anything about it to begin with. Like, I mean, they knew enough about it to be like, okay, this is not something we're super familiar with. Then we spent six months putting them through some training of teaching them every single thing that there is to know that we know that we have access to. We worked with Anthony Gustin from Perfect Keto, who's like an expert on the ketogenic diet. And he, him and his team helped us create this education. We put them through the training. A lot of the coaches are doing it themselves to see what it feels like. And I think they had almost the exact same reaction as me. Once they saw me doing it, and saw like what I was actually eating in a day and realizing it's not that that crazy or like seeing the results that I was getting. Um, and then a lot of them trying it themselves and then them seeing that it's not that big of a deal. Um, it's, it's, 
I think you could make it up to be this crazy thing, but it's not that crazy. It's just like a different way of eating. Mm-hmm. Um, we just watched this episode of Explained last night on Netflix on why diets fail. And they had a research study that put people in a low-carb group or a low-fat group, and the results were almost exactly the same. Like, it's just another way of eating. And if this is the one that you prefer and it's the one that you're going to stick to, then that's the right one for you. And so at first, they were a little hesitant, but we move very slow at WAG. Like, we take our time. We take our time to make sure we're learning and we're doing research and we're making sure we're getting credible sources. And we take our time. Like, we could have launched this a year ago. And just been like, let's go for it. Um, Instead, we took our time to create education for the clients, to create education for the coaches and make sure we had many meetings where um, coaches were allowed to come with as many questions as they had um, and bring that to the table and make sure that they felt comfortable before Mm -hmm. we we launched this program. So what was it like for you in the beginning? You went from a very moderate to some would consider it like a high carb diet to a super low carb, super high fat diet. What was that like for you? And just what was the overall experience like for you starting out? Yeah. Week one was, was week one and two were tough. I mean, right now for, so at the beginning I dove right into it. I don't like, I don't want to ease into it. Some people might want that. I just like, let's go. (laughs) I just want to go for it. Um, so I went from probably, I think it was like 135 protein, a hundred and, 50 to 170 carbs, I don't remember exactly, and like 55 fat. That's what I was eating before. And I went from that to 105 protein at the beginning, uh, 20 carbs, total carbs, not net carbs at the beginning, and then 130 fat at the beginning. And then now I'm at 115 protein, 65 carbs and total carbs, and uh, 165 fat. So significantly different now. Um, The first two weeks – were really hard. I'm not going to lie. They were hard. Um, Not in terms of compliance. Like I talked about earlier, like I'm posting a journal entry about it every day. I feel like I'm on the hook. I feel like I'm doing this to be able to offer this to our clients. I want to do it properly. Like there's so many external expectations on me at the beginning Mm -hmm. that compliance for me was like not a problem at all. Um, It's still not really a problem for me at all. Um, So I don't think compliance was hard, but the I just felt tired. Some days I would stand up and like my I would be got lightheaded and just like the transition. Um, I didn't take electrolytes in the first two weeks and I definitely should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really hard. My training definitely suffered and I don't even think it's back to completely normal right now. But the first two weeks I, I already had results that were enough for me to keep going. Right. So my experience for those of you that are curious, I'll, I'll just kind of like, um, we'll talk all about hers and I'll talk about mine uh, as well. In the beginning, it was, I felt the same exact way. I felt a ton of external motivation because of all of the eyeballs that were on me basically, because I also have been writing a daily journal. And the first probably week was difficult just transitioning to having so so little carbs but after that first week i felt absolutely incredible i felt this it it was almost like a film lifted from over my eyeballs or over my head and i just felt so much clearer Uh, i felt more relaxed i felt calmer Um, i felt like i could focus better i felt like i had more energy um, overall, just a lot better. I also, I didn't notice any difference in my jujitsu training. I didn't, I didn't notice like being tired 
more quickly or anything like that. So for the first bit, it was all good. Um, hunger levels were great. Everything was good. And then things started to change for me. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. So what was what what else have you learned along this experiment? What what have you become aware of about yourself or about nutrition in general? I mean, more so than ever, I believe that not there's not a single nutrition program that works. Like I'm so more solidified in that stance of different things work for different periods of your life. Like maybe when I get pregnant, things will be totally different. And maybe um, when we have kids and our lifestyle changes, then that will be different. Maybe when we travel less or like who knows. But um, so that I definitely learned. Another thing is that um, I believe that I was likely eating things that were causing inflammation for me or changing my hormones in some capacity that were um, meaning that I was holding on to body fat more than I am now. Um, and, and I'm really interested to see what that is. So once this 90-day experiment is over, I'm going to continue to experiment with different types of carbohydrates and do some more testing, um, testing my blood glucose levels and seeing which ones work well for me or which ones don't. I'm using the um, seven-day carb experiment by Rob Wolf to do that. Um, and I'm also uh, – I'm learning that I – like the hunger completely changed for me. I, that's probably the diet itself. Um and my anxiety and my mood has really changed. But I feel like it's there's too many complexity of factors for me to attribute it to just this particular diet. Like it could be that I cut out processed foods and sugar and I'm not having that much of that stuff. I'm having some but not an incredible amount, um, way less than I was having before. I mean, I would have a pint of enlightened ice cream like a couple times a week for sure. Um so that was happening. <laughs> let's let's be real. It was every night. <laughs> not every, not a whole pint every night. That definitely Almost. wasn't happening. <laughs> um, and um, I'm eating more vegetables than I've ever had before. Like I'm learning that I love all sorts of different foods, which I think is great. Um, but also like the whole mood and anxiety thing. Uh, so cutting out certain foods, but also like I feel better about my body. And like I, I love my body right now. Um, I love the way that I'm treating it. I love the way that I'm showing up every single day. And I think something that people could take away just from this, like don't try keto. It doesn't matter. Like if you want to, do it for sure and sign up for Working Against Gravity because we could definitely help you do that. Um, but if you don't, one thing that I think has been really transformational for me that I think anyone could do starting today, which I've already posted this on Instagram and people are already following, but it's like – I think I'm calling it the one page a day challenge. Um, and this is filling one page in a journal every single day about your nutrition. So for those of you that don't know, um, Michael and I are posting to our stories every single day, a single page dedicated to the day before's nutrition, how we felt, what we did, what was a struggle, what was a ch what was amazing, how was our hunger? like, and And we don't have like a planned way to do this. Like we're just kind of writing whatever comes to our mind and the goal is to fill a single page. Um, doing that has been pretty incredible, like for my compliance, for my continuing to try and persist. And it's, I don't think it's just posting it to social media. I think that helps for me for sure. But just the, like working through thoughts about my nutrition and things come up in that journal that I didn't even know I was thinking about. And I feel like everybody is just thinking things all the time and you don't even know you're thinking them. Like 
they're happening yeah. and you have no you, you we identify as our thoughts we're not aware of our thoughts most of the time right and it's just like going and racing around in your mind and you're just going about your day and that stuff's clouding up your brain and then you're struggling with your nutrition but taking the time each morning to fill a single page about my nutrition has been really eye-opening like what did i struggle with yesterday and like what can i do better today mm-hmm. and it's i think anyone can do that um even if you don't follow a diet at all like just write about what you ate yesterday i think that um has been really powerful for me yeah i couldn't agree more for me it has the whole, the diet in general i think just I may i don't know what it is if it's the fact that we're writing about it, the fact that it's something so new, the fact that people are watching us writing about it. I've never I've never had more insights about my relationship with food than the last nine weeks. Um, some big ones for me that happened early on were that at some point the hunger started coming back for me, like and and it and it felt pretty uncomfortable. And I Several times I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm so starving. Like I've <laughs> got to eat something. And then I would just sit with that sensation for, I don't know, 10, 20 seconds. And it would kind of pass. And then I would realize, wait, I'm not actually hungry. I'm just tired or stressed. I'm just stressed out mm-hmm. or I'm just uncomfortable. And I'm trying to replace this discomfort with a feeling of pleasure. I- I'm just trying to feel get get rid of the discomfort in general uh which is huge because how many times do we tell ourselves that we're hungry and then it just leads us to overeat and we're re- like there's there's very little chance that we're actually starving right. right i mean for sure and also i think how many times do you feel that discomfort of hunger and then you start mistreating people around you mm-hmm. like there were moments where you'd like get irritated with me And then you had this like clarity moment where you were like, wait, I'm actually just stressed out. Mm -hmm. And like I'm feeling this sensation that I'm saying is I'm hunger and then like taking it out on me. And it's been like really cool to watch. I think it's cool if people go through the journal entries and read yours versus mine because um, do you even have – do you have yours saved as a highlight on your thing? Mm, Not the past couple weeks, but I can update. Yeah. So – Mine is saved as a highlight on my profile on Instagram under Keto Journal, and Michael's will be too. And you're learning completely different lessons. It's just like I think part of it is the journal. Like you're learning a bunch of lessons because you're writing about it each and every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool to see these different lessons that you're learning versus what I'm learning. In general, the past like month, I've just been really, really struggling. And, you know, I'll, I'll go like, I'll have like two good days where I'll hit my macros bang on and then I'll have like three days in a row where I just completely blow them. And it's been really defeating over and over and over. And just like, just like you were talking about earlier about, you know, the goal isn't to just be perfect on your diet. The goal is to keep trying. Uh, you said some, some version Mm -hmm. of that. Um, I I signed up with not signed up I <laughs> I told I I asked one of our coaches at WAG if he would start coaching me again and I started doing that um just as a another another iteration of me continuing to try to figure this thing out and as defeating as it is I 
I do feel proud of myself for continuing to get back up. Um, I don't have, I don't have like an extreme amount of motivation in terms of like some external event that I'm planning for, or I don't have like a a lot of weight I want to lose, but being like not having self-control around my nutrition and feeling like I'm really overeating a lot of times just leads to me feeling very sloppy. It, it affects my self-confidence in so many areas. It affects my ability to show up in relationships. And so I know that having, having someone to be accountable for is without a doubt the best way to go about just about anything. So I'm giving it another shot. Yeah. And what's cool that I think all of us could probably learn from this is, you know, it's been like nine weeks of not perfection for you and you're still showing up every day. What I talked, the story I talked about at the beginning for me at 2016 and all the way till the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, it took me a year and a half to figure out what I needed to do again. Like it took me a year and a half of struggling on, off, on, off, like try this thing, try that thing, try this thing, try that thing until I found, I found my way again and I might lose my way again in the future. And it's just important to remember that nutrition is kind of a lifetime thing. Like being, being responsible for what you put in your body is going to impact you so far beyond today and that it is hard to stay connected to that. But it is really important to remember that it's contributes to so much of your life, your mood, your energy, how you treat other people, how you treat yourself, your success at your job, like it's all connected. And being disciplined with your nutrition is something that's worth showing up every single day and trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. So people listening, I'm sure are thinking, okay, yeah, that sounds great. I obviously want to find the diet that I can stick to. How do people actually go about finding the diet that they're going to stick to? Well, I mean, outside of hiring a coach, at Working Against Gravity, which I think we could definitely help you and support you in doing that. But if that's not an option for you, uh, my best piece of advice would be, I love the concept of, I call it aiming low, um, but just think about think about your goals and don't just think about like, I want to lose 15 pounds. Think about a little bit more than that. Michael, you could probably even talk to this more than me, but you're the one who taught me this of having an outcome goal is really great and it's lights the fire and it gets you super motivated but it's easy to disconnect from what's an outcome goal an outcome goal like i want to lose 15 pounds or i want to win the crossfit games or i want to something that is far in the future that is most often partially outside of your control um i want to have abs i want to um hit prs in the gym that type of stuff and um taking a step back from that and think for a second about like what kind of what kind of life do you want to live? What do you want your day-to-day life to look like? Because at the end of the day, achieving that outcome goal is awesome, but without living the life that you want to live and all that comes with that, um, you're not gonna, it's not a guarantee for happiness and it's not a guarantee for success and feeling successful. Once you hit that goal, most often you just set a new one. So that's like a never-ending thing. Human beings just like want to strive and improve all the time. Um, instead, really diving into, okay, what kind of life do I want to live? I want, what kind of habits do I want to have in my life? Um, so do you want to, how often do you want to exercise? Do you want to cook your own food? Do you want to eat mostly whole foods? Do you want to eat out at restaurants less? If you think about like the kind of habits and behaviors, how do you want to treat other people? 
Um, how do you want to feel about your body? Um, that type of thing. When you think about that, then you can take a step back and be like, okay, what is one action step I can take? Just one, one action step I can take that when you think about it, it's like, that's something I'm not doing right now, but it's a really easy thing and guaranteed for me to achieve because you taught me this. And this was like one of the biggest light bulb moments I've had in the past years, like a bunch of years of when you start something and you're trying to be disciplined, it's really hard. And so what you have to do at the beginning is protect your integrity and confidence with yourself with like ferocity. Like you need to make sure that you protect your integrity with yourself, which means maintaining the commitments that you make to yourself as that's of utmost importance because the worst case scenario is when you stop trusting yourself and when you don't believe that you can maintain the commitments that you've made to yourself. So you stop making commitments altogether. So the easiest way to do that is to pick a commitment that's like so easy to achieve. And for me, what started in like an example of this, what started last year in the summer of 2018 was I made this 180 day, 30 minutes of movement a day challenge. When I thought about it at the beginning, I was like, this is a joke. Like 30 minutes of movement a day. It's just a walk. Like I could just walk. I could just do anything. Like it's so easy. And I really wanted to add to it. I wanted to be like, no, three of the days will be lifting. One of the days will be CrossFit. One, like I wanted to make it more complex, but I just trusted my gut and was like, no, this is probably the only thing I could be consistent with right now. And I can pretty much guarantee it because like, it's so easy Mm -hmm. for me. Um, and that led to being more consistent and disciplined with other things. And through just being disciplined with one thing, a really small, really easy to follow action, a couple things start to happen. One, you start getting more confidence and trust in yourself that you can add on to that. Two, you become more disciplined in one thing automatically makes you more disciplined in other things. So in order for me to move for 30 minutes a day, I had to find the time to do that, which means I have to arrange my schedule and become more disciplined in my schedule. And then if I could become more disciplined in my schedule, I have to make sure that work doesn't leak into my 30 minutes of movement. And then that ripples and ripples and ripples from there. Um, It could be as simple as making your bed in the morning. If you make your bed in the morning, you have to wake up with enough time to make your bed to get to work on time or to get to wherever you need to go on time. So that's the second thing that happens. Um, And then the third thing is that you start learning things along the way. Like you're paying attention to something which brings awareness to it and all the things around it. And I think that's like a great place to start of just pick one thing and go from there. Stick to it for two weeks and then see what happens. What are some of the biggest risks for people or mistakes that people make when trying to find that diet that they can actually make a part of their life rather than just a diet? I think one of the risks is like the opposite of aiming low, like just trying, trying so many different things to adjust your entire life all at one time. Like you're just going to change. I think anybody who's listened to this podcast has heard this a million times before, like taking on too many commitments at one time is a recipe for burnout and a recipe for giving up and quitting. So if you've never tracked your food before and never worked with a coach before and never had support and you're just like, I'm going to weigh and measure every single thing I'm eating. I'm going to be perfect keto when I was like super high carb before and I'm not going to do any research about it. I'm not going to learn anything about it. I'm just going to dive in. It's probably going to be really hard for you and it's 
you're probably going to get frustrated. You're probably going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> the the research shows, the stats show that you're probably going to fail. Yeah. So that's the risk. And just like wh- when you go into something like with at the beginning, we all have more energy and we're all more motivated and you're willing to do more work at the beginning than you're willing to do long term. Mm-hmm. So another direction that you're going now is coaching coaches and coaching gyms. Mm-hmm. What's that like? What's it, what's it like all of a sudden having all of this complexity in your company? So that whole thing, that's like that's where the complexity comes in of I don't just offer one thing anymore. Um I think one of my strengths as a human being is to see when something is no a belief is no longer serving me and let go of that belief and adopt a new one. And once once I realized that we could coach coaches and once we had the demand for affiliates that wanted to have nutrition coaching in their gym and that we could provide that with very high quality, um, it made no sense to only offer one thing. And I just like let go of that belief and mm-hmm. adopted a new one. And the new one is that we can help all these people because we, we're probably the best people to help these people, you know, like um this is our community like we love the crossfit community and we want to help people get results and change lives and retain members at your gym and help them get the results that exercise alone probably can't do Mm -hmm. um what is it like for the increased complexity i mean it's a little bit more stressful i'm working harder than i was you know for the past before we offered the coaching certification and before we offered the affiliate program i could probably cruise for a while you know Things are rolling. We have systems in place. We've been doing this for four and a half years. Like it's been a long time. We're getting results. We collect feedback. We're constantly improving. Like I could be in that space for a really long time. This kind of feels like it did at the beginning, like 2014. It's a little bit clunky. We're like figuring things out. We're making mistakes. Um, It's taking up like a lot more of my mental energy and it's a little bit more stressful, but I know that this is the right thing to do. And we're making a much bigger difference than I ever imagined. So now you have all, you're basically creating your own competition. You're Mm -hmm. creating other coaches that can now coach online remotely, as well as licensing out everything that WAG does to gyms. Why do that? Yeah. So I guess I'll take a step back and explain what it is we're doing. Um, for those of you who don't know, we now offer a coach certification, which actually we've only offered to 50 people and um, we're only offering to 50 people at a time so that we can make sure that we're doing this effectively and in a way that's like user friendly. Um, so that's putting people through the exact same training that our coaches go through. And then um, the affiliate program that Michael's talking about is anyone who owns a CrossFit gym or a brick and mortar CrossFit gym. And you're looking to put... Or just a gym facility of yeah, some sort. just a gym facility of any sort. Um, if you want to offer nutrition coaching in your gym, we will give you basically everything we do at WAG. We're going to take one of your coaches or you, if you're the owner yourself and want to be the coach, we'll teach you exactly what our, how our coaches do what they do, we'll put you through the training. We'll give you all the marketing material that we have, all the emails that we send to our clients. We'll give you access to our software. You can use our software to coach your people. And we're basically teaching you how we created WAG so you can do that for yourself in your community. Um, and the question was, why did we decide to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, why create your own competition? I I really believe in abundance 
And I think that there's so much out there to go around. And I feel like there was this need, like you're going to, I would go to gyms and I would, I mean, I'm the nutrition girl, right? So everyone talks about to me about nutrition. And what I would hear that people are doing in their gyms is like a 30-day paleo challenge or a 30-day challenge of some sort or like a seminar. And from our experience over four and a half years, we can see that that works for like some people. And then for the majority of people, they need some level of accountability over time in order to feel like not overwhelmed. And because this is changing your nutrition is a really big thing. Like it's so tied to so many different aspects of your life. And making that kind of change requires a lot of help for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So new the gyms, it's not like they didn't want to offer that kind of help. They just didn't have a system that worked that wasn't so time consuming to put into place. And we have that system. And I just feel like it's a disservice to people that, you know, could make, it could make a bigger difference. And my, I want to make, I want to make a big difference. Like I want to make a huge impact. I want to help people all over. And I know that what we do is really amazing. Like, I think there's a ton of amazing nutrition programs out there. I'm obviously biased and I think ours is amazing, like the most amazing. Hmm. Um, but I'm not going to say that we're the best in the world, but like we are very, very good at what we do. Our feedback is consistently super, super high. Um, people are getting tremendous results. And if our, if we really do want to help as many people as possible, then this just was like a natural next step. Mm-hmm. So at this point, there are really so many options for people in terms of nutrition, coaching, education out there on the interwebs. What sets WAG apart? I think what sets us apart and what I think makes us different and, and special and unique, because we are, <laughs> um, is that we really try to take into account that, A, that concept of aiming low. Like, what is the next step that's going to make a big difference in someone's life? And it doesn't have to be any particular way. Like, we're not we're not here to say, this is what is going to work for you and this is what is not going to work for you. We teach people how to read between the lines, how to get to know your clients, how to build a great first impression. Like we have a whole chapter on a first impression, Um, how to ask good questions, how to be curious, when not to say things. Like when is it just like, you could get a client that has like 35 changes that they should make to their life and that would improve their life. How do you know which one to choose? You know, how do you know how to tell them to change? Um, How do you build relationships with your clients? How do you get them to trust you? Um, A lot of the psychology behind like what what struggles are you noticing and um, how to support them to get through those obstacles. Uh, I think what also makes us different is our training course is not entirely automated, which a lot of nutrition courses that I've been through, um, it's like multiple choice exams after you reach, read a textbook and go through their material. And a lot of those programs are amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that's really great. What we want to do because we really want to help with this human element of helping people work through difficult scenarios. And a, a huge part of our certification is difficult client scenarios. And then you're going to respond with how you would manage this difficult scenario. And then one of our coaches, our head coach, actually, Yvette, who's incredible, she is going to personally, or a member of her team, is going to personally review what you wrote and give you feedback on it. And then maybe ask you to do it again. And 
not only that, like I think that's exceptionally exceptionally unique. Um, not a lot of programs have that um, actual one-on-one contact, but you also get a level of mentorship through being through this program. Um, just today, someone posted in our affiliate program, they're like, I have this client that's really struggling for XYZ reasons and posted like some basic information about what's going on. And all of our coaches, like we have 30 coaches at this point, all of our coaches like are on that, like, like dogs on cheese, you know, <laughs> like they're just like ready to get in there and help. And you're, you're getting ongoing support while you're coaching your people. We are going to help you when you're struggling. You have a client that's, you know, you don't know how to handle the scenario. Like you don't know how to pay your coaches. You don't know how to manage your business or to market. Like we want to help you figure that out. Um, so it's kind of like a mentorship program, not just a, a certification and then buy. We don't want to talk to you ever again. Dogs on cheese? Dogs Is that a love thing? cheese. But did, you made that up just now. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> just because we gave Otis cheese just like right before this. So. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Where, if people are interested in either one of those programs, they're they're not on the website. How can they go about finding them? Well, I mean, you're in charge of the affiliate program. You can tell. <laughs> either, either of those guys, you can just email info at working against gravity and you'll be routed to the right spot. Let's finish off with uh, talking about your dance a little bit. Oh, I didn't know we were going to talk about that today. Tell me about your experience. Uh, You've been, you competed at a very high level in weightlifting Mm -hmm. and you shared about kind of struggling to find something that you could be consistent with uh, in nutrition and in the gym. And then in the past year, you got really, really interested in dance. Uh, What's... What's it been like in general? Yeah, let's start with that. What's it been like in general for you? Oh my gosh. Well, when you are an adult and you change sports, the the level of options for sports to start um, that are like relatively easily accessible in terms of being able to practice often um, is kind of small. And when I thought about it, like I I love like you having a physical practice to master. So I didn't want to just exercise. I mean, I love exercising, but I also want something that I'm getting better at. And I knew that wasn't going to be CrossFit and I knew that wasn't going to be weightlifting. I'm going to do CrossFit for exercise probably for the rest of my life. Like I love it. Um, It feels great. I'm going to do CrossFit workouts. It's not something I want to be competitive in anymore. Um, And the other options were like road biking or spinning. I didn't want to do that. Um, Running. I don't want, obviously, I don't want to do that. My punishment <laughs> is running a marathon. Um, yoga is pretty cool. I did consider yoga for a little bit. Like, I think getting really good at yoga could be really awesome. Um, but it was like a close second to dance. I follow a couple dancers on Instagram. Guys, if you don't follow her, Jadebug98, I think. She is like just next level amazing. Like, so obsessed with her. Um, same with a, a girl named Delaney Glazer. Like, I just watch their videos. Like I get so hypnotized by their videos. Like they're so beautiful. The way that they can move their body is amazing. I mean, they've been doing it their entire life. So I don't, I am nowhere. Like I'm not a, I'm in beginner, I'm in beginner classes. Like these people are, are dancing with like on tour with people. Um, and it was just something like I always just really wanted to be good at. And what was it? What is it like? Well, what it's like now is very different than what it was like at the beginning. The first 
I don't know, six months. So let's say it was like from the beginning of 2018 to this summer till before we went to Burning Man. I went to probably five classes, like five total classes, because every time I would go, I would just be like so frustrated. I couldn't even dance. Like I was so focused on getting the steps properly that I couldn't even do what I feel like is dancing. Like I was just trying to get the steps. Like I was way more in my head than in my body. And that was just frustrating. Like I felt like I looked stupid. I was just like, man, like I don't want to look like an idiot. Like it's it's a really vulnerable thing to do to dance. Like you're moving your body. It's like, it's a form of self-expression that's really vulnerable. And so I just stopped going. Then Burning Man happened again. It was like a trigger for a lot of things for me. And I just like, was like, I had a conversation with a dancer and I don't remember, I don't remember who it was. And it might've been at Burning Man. And she said to me, every single person in dance class is only looking at themselves. Like when the mirror is in front of you, nobody is looking at you. They're only looking at themselves and they're only judging themselves. And when you look at someone who's just going for it, you're never thinking in your head like, oh, that's embarrassing. Or if you are, like you're not a very nice person. (laughs) So like this, whenever I see somebody who's just like going for it, I'm like, good for them. Like that's so freaking awesome. Um, And I think that was like, it made me feel so much more comfortable to just go and just give it my all. And it took me probably three months of going to like three or four classes a week. Sometimes I went to like up to eight, but three or four hours of dance a week on, on a regular week. And then I finally felt like I could dance. I can get like 70% of the steps and I can feel like I'm in my body and I can just move to the music instead of um, being so worried about getting the steps right. And if I didn't get a step perfectly, I could just like catch up where I, where like the next beat was. Um, it is. It has been one of the best things for my mental health, for my confidence, for my feeling sexy, for... Um, I mean, it's probably improved our sex life, probably. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I feel just like sexier. I feel excited about something again. I'm, I I love it. I love it so much. And then two weeks or a week ago, you mm-hmm. signed up for, well, about two months ago, you signed up for a performance that you did a week mm-hmm. ago. Why did you do that? And what was that experience like? I signed up for the performance because... It show, I was at I was at the hairdresser and this I was talking to her about doing dance and then one of the other hairdressers was like oh my god do you know Cerise from Sass and Strut and I was like no what's that and she's like oh it's these women empowerment it's like a, it's like a series where you go to dance classes and you learn the same dance over and over again for six weeks straight and then you perform and I was like man that sounds terrifying <laughs> and that was like I should probably do it and. Um, when I go to dance classes, I only learn like 45 seconds of a dance and I don't learn that dance ever again. So the idea of doing the same dance over and over again really appealed to me so that I could actually like improve and like get really good at this one particular dance. Um, it also put a lot of pressure on me to practice at home. I had never practiced at home outside of this performance. Um, I'd tried a couple times to do some YouTube videos and I think I might feel more confident doing that now than I did before, but it really lit a fire under my ass to to get practicing and get better and and try um, because I didn't want to show up and be on stage and dance in front of people and look like look stupid. That's like the ultimate. Mm-hmm. That's like the ultimate humiliation. Mm-hmm. So I had such high motivation to do that, and it was 
the best feeling I've ever felt in my whole <laughs> entire life. Like I seriously believe that. The rush, like my heart beating outside of my chest and like the whole crowd was cheering. And I like to say, I talked to all the games athletes that I work with have asked me about the dance and every one of them, I'm like, I bet you it's just like being at the games and like winning a workout or like even just competing in a workout and the whole crowd is cheering for you, except it has none of the suffering. Like none right. of the pain, none of the suffering, none of the like... Like, oh my gosh, I want this workout to be over. It's like, I want this to last forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And it was such a pleasure to watch you in your element and really pushing yourself. Yeah, thanks. What effect has that had on your, the how you view yourself since then, if any? I mean, it's the same thing that dance has been been doing for me the whole time. I just like feel really confident and I feel more comfortable in my body and I can't wait to do it again. Like I, I want to get, I want to perform again. Like mm -hmm. I think that was just so such a rush. Awesome. And I think it's a really good lesson for anyone with any sort of goal to, you know, occasionally give yourself some form of external motivation. Uh, you probably already know this but if you don't intrinsic motivation right like you doing things for yourself is always going to almost always going to be more important especially long term but that doesn't mean you shouldn't set yourself up for to have some external motivation as well so sign up for an event sign up for an, a, a performance sign up for some sort of challenge something that puts you on the hook to compete or to just give it everything you have in some mm -hmm. capacity because I think you'll find that that th what that brings to your training is and, and the rest of your life is like just so much more you you try so much harder you focus so much more you are connected to the purpose of all of the little mundane things in your training or your whatever discipline you're involved in so occasionally give yourself some form of external motivation. It's a really powerful way to kind of exponentially grow in whatever area that is. Mm -hmm. Where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at adikazu, A-D-E-E-C-A-Z-A-Y-O-U-X. Wait, could you do that a little song? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have braces and a palate expander in my mouth <laughs> true right that, now. True that, Thank and you. And so I wanted to make sure that I didn't spit on the mic, which I've been like trying to do this entire you time. You did pretty good. You did pretty good. <laughs> um, you can also find us at Working Against Gravity on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram. We don't do Twitter, but um, those are the best places and workingagainstgravity.com. Awesome. You to man. You to woman. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> This episode is finished, but your training journey continues. Head over to BruteStrengthTraining.com slash SSW and grab your free pack of 32 accessory workouts that you can incorporate into your training and start improving your strength immediately. That's BruteStrengthTraining.com slash SSW.